Amen. 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 I think, I think I'm on. There we go. I can hear myself now. God is good, isn't he? Oh, man. Oh, man. We are going to have some fun. I, I know we've got a little extra time. I know you're probably hungry as well, but I've just got to, got to, got to get this last little bit of the God's timing um, from last week. So this week, we're just going to call it the 2.0 version, okay? He is doing so much. I, um, man. We just, when you begin to think about his timing, it's interesting. Last night as I finally, we got the kids to bed and my wife was, um, my wife was, I had to go to the store for a family get together that we have today. I was sitting at our kitchen table reading and going through things and, and uh, you know, looking at the notes from last week and, and then realizing, man, there's so much more that can be added for this and what do we say here? What do we say there? And I just so happened to look over from our kitchen table to our stove, and you see the little clock at the top, and it, and it read 11.59. And I was like, man, that's late, seeing that we were up at like 3 o'clock in the morning before, um, and then we were uh, out most of the day. And so I was sitting there, and I was like, then we got to get up early. You know, you got to be up a couple hours early, especially if you have little kids to get ready for Sunday service. And... It turned 12, 12 o'clock. As I watched it go from 11.59 to 12, I heard our air conditioning kick on. And I was like, that's interesting. Coincidence, right? And I started to think about a couple months ago, I shared with you that as we went into the hot season, we were coming out of, out of springtime, we were going into the summer, um, that my wife had tried to remind me or tell me that it's getting hot in the house, you should turn on the air conditioning. And me doing the dad thing, I said, no, we've got fans. You know, we're going to open the windows. We're going to feel the cool breeze as it's coming. We don't need to turn the air conditioning on. It's not time yet. And as we sat in the house and began to feel the sweat go on our body, I was like, I guess it's time to turn on the air conditioning. So we shut the windows and turned on the air. And it was taking us into the next season of what God really wants to do. And I thought about that as the air conditioning, I watched it from 11.59 to 12 o'clock and the air kicked on in the house. I was reminded of that story a couple months ago and I thought I would share that with you this morning, that God wants to bring you to a new season. He doesn't want to keep you in what was yesterday, but he wants to bring you to something new that he has for you today. Because it's so, does, does that make sense? What was so amazing this morning is that we just followed after God. We, didn't, we had a plan. We've got order of service. We've got so many things that we sit there and say, well, we want it to be like this and we want it to be like that. And then all of a sudden, God just shows up and says, but I've got something new to do. Because he wants to upgrade you and take you from what you thought I would needed to stay in. But what God said, really, what I've got for you in this next season, as it turns 12 o'clock, it's a brand new day. It's a whole, brand new hope. It's a brand new future that he's got for you that I thought I had to stay behind. I thought because, well, you don't understand. I've, I've failed. I'm, I'm, I, I've done this and I've done that. And the whole time, Jesus is like, that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that I want to bring you into the next season, into your life. Because it's ultimately about his timing, his grace, his mercy, and not my own. Does that, I hope that makes sense to you. I thought about it um, as we were, we were talking. It's, it's, it's seeing and hearing and believing and knowing. But so many times it's taking that first step. I know I've only got a few minutes here, and, and I wanted to 
bring you to, uh, if on the back end of your bulletin, there is a spot that we've decided to put that you can write notes on. Um, so if any time the, during the service that you're feeling God speak to you or there's certain verses that we use that you want to write down to be able to take with you home so you can then look them up. But one of the verses that I wanted to just bring to you, some of the verses, if you would write, um, I do, before we continue on, I do want to give honor and um, a quick second to Pastor Rutson, who is here, but also Pastor Ruby, who's at home. But Pastor Rutson said she's doing good. Um, throughout, she's doing good. So we thank God for that. She's just a little weak, but we, we're so thankful that this week she had a little bit of an incident uh, with her heart, and they they took her to the hospital. And we are just we were believing for faith. Um, it was like one of those times that somebody posts on Facebook, and you can see it within minutes. And it was like within minutes there was hundreds of comments and hundreds of people commenting in and, and sending prayers to them. And it just the news spread like wildfire, which was amazing. It wasn't, it wasn't like gossip. It was actually, you know, we want to pray for Pastor Ruby and Pastor Rutson of, of, with them. And so we're so thankful she's home. We just pray so much more healing and fast recovery to Pastor Ruby because um, we know that we just love when she's here. And uh, she just, she's so amazing. She gives the most amazing hugs um, and pats on the back and encouraging words. So I, I love when she's here. Um, if you would just write on your piece of paper, Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11, Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. I'm going to give you the paraphrased version, but I want you to be able to go home and read through these. Um, we find the story where Jesus is teaching a crowd of people. And one of the things that it interest, it, it's interesting that the Bible says that the crowd had to press in to hear the word of God. And I thought that's a heart position that you and I have to have, that when we get into the presence of God, it's pushing in. Because sometimes it's not fun. Sometimes I'm coming with my own things that I've got going on in my life. But I've got to be able to press in to hear the very word of God. Sometimes it takes us being able to say, I've got to leave it all behind so I can just push forward to what God really wants to say in our lives. It's the uh, positioning ourselves. Um, if you would write Habakkuk, you can just put H-A-B. Okay, let's make that real easy for you. <laughs> H-A-B, Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Uh, chapter 2 verse 1. But I want to read you this one. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1 says, this is coming from the Common English Bible. It says, I will take my post. I will position myself on the fortress. I will keep watch to see what the Lord says to me and how he will respond to my complaint. I thought this was awesome because I want to hear God's timing because I'm coming maybe with my complaints, but I'm going to position myself to be able to hear a word from God and what he wants to say. I hope, does that make sense? That God wants to, that we want to position ourselves to be able to hear the word. And in, in Luke, as we had talked about those verses, Jesus sees two empty boats from the fishermen cleaning their nets in this story that you're going to read. And it's interesting that they're empty because they have given up throughout from the day. They were cleaning their nets because back then fishing wasn't with a rod and lures and, and weights. I'm talking like I know what fishing is, right? Um, for those fishermen, you know you have all those different things you've got. You've got your whole toolbox with you and your boat and all these different things. But back in the day, what they used to do is these big nets, and they would cast them out. They would throw them one way, and they would wait till it basically sank to the bottom, and they would pull it back, and they would catch whatever fish. And the Bible describes it that there were two, Jesus sees two empty boats because the fishermen had fished all night long. They had tried and failed and tried and failed. They tried one side of the boat. They tried the back end of the boat. Um, they had done it at night because during, during the night time was when the fish would actually begin to feed. 
Um, and so it was going to be the easiest for them to stay in the shallow water. They wouldn't have to go too far. They could play it safe, and they knew what they would be, be getting themselves into. But they find where, in these, in these portions of scriptures, we find where that they had tried all night long, and now they were cleaning their nets. They had all the mud. They had all the dirt. Um, if it had been today, they would be, you know, plastic water bottles. There would be all this dirtiness that they'd be pulling up from the bottom of the Sea of Galilee. And so many times with you and I, I thought about our lives, that how many times do we cast the net because we want to be able for God to do something, and it feels like all I've done is drag the bottom. It feels like all I've done is hit rock bottom. It feels like all I've done is just, there's no hope. I mean, I'm, and I don't want to paint a bad picture, but I'm just trying to show, give you a little bit of context of what, what's happening in my mind as Jesus sees these two empty boats. And then Jesus climbs into one of the boats and he tells the, the owner, Simon, he says, just push me out a little ways from land. I mean, wait a minute, you're in my boat now. Like, don't you have a word for me? Don't you want to say something to me? And Jesus is like, I want to teach the rest of the people because they're pressing in to hear my voice. I've got to say something to the whole crowd. And we see where he's speaking now to the people that have come to press in. These fishermen did not come to press in. These fishermen had already been there. They were trying this. They were trying that. They had been around the block a few times. They had bought the t-shirt. They were trying to do to provide for their family. And yet had come up empty. But Jesus steps into the boat. He steps into these fishermen's lives right into the middle of their hurting, right into the middle of their pain, right into the middle of their frustration, right into the middle of their, of their circumstance, right into the middle of hearing that this is the way it's always going to be, right into the middle of the doctor's report, right into the middle. I mean, he's stepping right into the middle of their lives, like he does with you and I so many times. And after he begins to get done speaking, I'm sure that if it had been me, I'm, I'm using this, please understand, <laughs> If it had been me, I think Peter, because he was pretty outspoken, right? We find that in the Bible that Peter was pretty outspoken. That Peter, I think, maybe the Bible doesn't describe what was even taught by Jesus. But Peter maybe had tapped him on the shoulder and said, wait a minute, what about me? You're in my boat. You're using my time, my wage. This is I do for a living. Uh, What about me? Or asking them, hey, Jesus, can you hurry up a little bit? <laughs> can you finish up your story? Can you get it done? Because I've, I've got to get out. I've got to try to figure out now because the time has passed. I've tried all night. I've fished all night. And then Jesus tells him, Jesus turns to Peter. Again, there's no record of what he says to the people, but he turns to Peter and he says, we're going to go a little deeper and then you're going to go catch some fish. And this morning, I really felt like I wanted to bring you to this point because this morning I felt like we went a little deeper. We went a little deeper into his presence. You had to get out of your aisle. You had to get out of your boat. You had to get off the shore. Well, you don't understand. I'm tired all night long. Listen, I'm right there with you. I've got three kids at home. There's all kinds of things. Uh, You don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand the trial, the circumstance, the situation. But I understand that when Jesus steps into the boat, and says, we want to, I want to take you a little deeper. I want to show you new levels. Well, uh, Peter turns and says, don't master, we've tried all night long and have come up empty. I'm the experiencing fish. I'm the experienced fisherman. I'm the experienced pastor. I'm the experienced person. Don't you understand? We got to keep to a time frame. Don't you understand that I know what to do next? Don't you know I, I've got it all under control? And Jesus says, that's, that's not what it's about. It's about me. 
I've tried all night long, but have come up empty. And you're telling me to now go to deep water? The fish don't even swim. I've got to leave the shallow end. I've got to go where I can't see. I've told you before, like, that's not happening with me. If I can't see the bottom, I'm not getting in the boat. <laughs> like, I don't know. There could be jaws in the water for all I know, right? I know, it's, that's bad. But, I, I mean, it's like you put your foot in the water and you're like, oh, something touched me, you know? <laughs> I know it's going to eat me out of the thousands of people that are, are here. But anyways, besides the point, Jesus says, I want you to go a little deeper because we're going to catch some fish. He says, aren't you crazy? It's the middle of the day. The fish are in the deepest part of the water. It's hot. Their fish are trying to stay cool. I've got to go home. I've given up. I'm giving in. I've thrown in the towel. I've already washed the nets. I've already refixed my boat. I've got to figure it out for tomorrow. And Jesus says, it's not about your timing, but it's about mine. And he says, we've got to go so we can catch some fish. But it's interesting, and I, I love this part. The New Living Translation describes it and says that he tells him, Master, or Peter says, Master, we fished all night long. Um, we have nothing, but if you say so. But if you say so. All he had was a word from God that said, I want to take you a little deeper. I want to show you a new height. I want to take you just a little bit ways where it might be kind of a stretch moment. That's what I was kind of thinking I would... I was going to say something about VSSM. It might be kind of that stretch moment when it did. Because when I went for the first year, I was like, please, God, just let me be a fly on the wall. The teachers don't ever call on me. I don't want to give a word. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't want to, I, don't, I hope they, they, don't, they don't look at me. I just want to kind of go through this and so I can say I did it and boom, done. But when you go in there, all of a sudden, it's like, it's that moment where Jesus is like, no, I've really called you to be somebody and I want to take you a little deeper. And that's what he wants to do with us this morning as he wants to take us a little deeper. Paul, uh, Peter says, but if you say so, if you say so, let's try it again. Something changed this time because when Peter, who has an experienced fisherman, who knew all the ropes, who knew all the tricks, who had the right ego, who knew what to say, who knew what to do, who had a fleet of boats, who had people working for him. I mean, he's got it all together and it kept hitting a brick wall and kept hitting a brick wall and he had given up all hope like sometimes you and I do every single day that we throw in the towel that God, where are you? God, how come it's, I'm failing? It's hurting. I don't know where you're at. And then Jesus says, but let down your nets because we're going to go fishing. So this morning, Jesus wants to take you deeper because he's got something for you, but it's going to take you going out, rowing out into that deep water and then casting the net. And something happened when he cast the net because before it cast and he waited and he reeled in and he pulled and it was same old, same old. Reel, threw it, reeled it in, caught nothing. But this time something was different that Jesus now had stepped on the scene because when you and I, when Jesus steps into our life, something begins to change. He brings all the changes in the world. He brings all the change that you'll ever need. He'll bring all the hope that you ever thought you needed. He, the Bible describes it that he'll bring so much joy that it's going to make other people look at you like you're crazy. Because you're going to have joy when you've cast the net out and there's been nothing. You're going to have joy when I look at the bank account and it's in the red. And now I've got to pay the bank an extra $35. And he's, you're going to find joy when it's like, I don't know where the next thing's going to happen. I don't know the next step, but I know I've got a word from God that says he's faithful. And if he did it before, he's going to do it again. 
So Peter takes the net, he throws it, and he goes to reel in, and he realizes, ugh, ugh. Now, in my mind, I would have been like, oh, it's caught on a rock. In my mind, it would have been like, it's on the seaweed. In my mind, it would have been like, wait a minute. And the whole time, I'm sure Jesus is just like, man, I told you. And Peter pulls it in. And the Bible says that the net almost ripped because of the multitude of fish that were, that were coming up out of the water. You and I, saint of God, child of God this morning, I'm telling you, he's calling you deeper and he's asking you to do one more thing. Throw the net. Throw the net. Well, I don't know what's going to happen next. It, that's, that's not my deal. I just know if I step out in faith and I cast the net one side. Well, I've fished on this side before. I've been to the deep water before. No, he's saying I've got to take you deeper. I'm going to take you to do more. Cast the net. Because when you cast that net and begin to pull, you're going to see the provision that God has always been there. You're going to see the faithfulness that he's always been there. You're going to see the grace that's always been there. You're going to see the mercy of God that's always been there. All he's saying for you and I today is you got to cast the net because it's about his timing, his timing, his timing, his timing. So, man, technology, there we go. His timing, Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5 says, every word of God proves true. He is a shield to all who come to, to him for protection. Every word of God proves to be true. He is a shield to all who come to him for protection. This morning, if you want protection, I'm telling you, all you got to do is come to him. It describes that Peter begins to say, Depart. He sees the, aw- the awesomeness of God, the craziness of God, the miraculous work of God. And it says that Peter told Jesus, you can't be around me because don't you understand what I've done? I'm a sinful man. I've been guilty. I don't have it all together. Jesus, how can I uh, even accept these gifts that come from you? How can I uh, uh, even have what you're giving me? You see, because... Peter was trying to say, it's been declared over my life so many times. So we make it, Peter was making it a declaration over his life when all God really wanted was to bring him to true repentance, to bring him to that joyful repentance. There wasn't this shame, this guilt, this like, you shouldn't have done this. You should have listened the first time. You should have known better. But there was this, I've got something for you, son. I've got something for you, daughter. I've got a new, a new hope a new future. This morning, we saw all kinds of healings. Thank you, Jesus. And he's saying, I've got so much more healing. If you feel like, well, my healing wasn't called out yet, that's okay. He's got healing for you already this morning. So what what he's going to do in your life is so much greater than you could ever imagine, but you've just got to go out into the deep and you've got to cast that net and see that what he wants to do in your life. Okay, last one, and then we're going to get out of here. Mark chapter 10 Mark, put this down in your, in your notes. Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. Um, it's about blind Bartimaeus. And, the, and I, I thought it was awesome this morning as pastor's reading. Oh, cool, you have it. Thank you. Yeah, awesome, Aaliyah, thank you. When they reached Jericho and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus was sitting beside the road. Let's go to the next one. 
When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, son of, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. People began to tell him, be quiet. Many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder. Only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped. Oh, man, there's a whole thing right there. When Jesus heard him, he stopped. When Jesus heard his faith, it stopped him in his tracks. He was on his way out of Jericho. He had been there for however long. He had done, I'm sure he had done miracles because a whole crowd was following him. That's how blind Bartimaeus knew. He had heard the people, the crowd, talking about this man named Jesus. He heard people going through. So Jesus did all these miracles and now is on his way out on the last road, on the last, the give up road, the, the, the road that says I, I've tried everything else and, I, and this is where I'm at now. This is where I've come to. This is my normal. And then he hears about a man named Jesus and what he can do. And, the blind, and blind Bartimaeus begins to shout even louder. That stops Jesus in his tracks. And I love this. Jesus tells him to come here. Jesus tells him to come here. So they called the blind man, or, and they called, so they called the blind man, let's get it right. They called the blind man, cheer up. Cheer up, they said. Turn to somebody and say, cheer up. Like some of you were like, man, I didn't know I was frowning. You're not frowning. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Cheer up. They said, come on. He's calling you. So turn to somebody else and say, he's calling you. Oh, man. Cheer up. He's calling you. I know it's hurtful. I know it's going crazy right now. But I've come to tell somebody in the house that cheer up. Cheer up. Because Jesus is calling you this morning. Jesus is calling you to go deeper. Jesus is calling you to go higher. Jesus is calling you to have that life that you've always longed for. All you've got to do is give it over to him. There's not some crazy rules and restrictions that I've got to have A, B, C, and D together before God could ever use me. That has nothing to do with it because if that was the case, I would have had to turn in my keys a long time ago. But what it's all about is I know God's got a call on each and every one of our lives, but you've got to cheer up because he's calling you today. Blind Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. Oh my goodness. He had to take off his clothes. He had to take off what he thought was normal. He had to take off that heartache, that pain. He had to give it off, give it up, and give in to Jesus. Because if I'm going to run in newness of life, I have got to let go of the old way. If I'm going to move with what God really wants to do in my life, I've got to let go of what I thought he had to do, what I thought it needed to be like, and take it off and run after him. So we're going we're gonna to end with this. I got to tell you one last story, because that's normally what we do, right? I tell you all kinds of different stories that happen. I didn't tell you about the donut licking story that I had with my son Isaiah at Walmart. So I'll, I'll shave that, save that for another day when we happened to look over and he had busted open powdered donuts and was licking them and putting them back into the container. So we'll save that one for another sermon. But I've got to tell you a story. A couple weeks ago, I had the tremendous opportunity to be able to go and talk with a, a gentleman here in, in, in our wonderful city of Caldwell. And upon arriving at his house, I got out of the car. I started walking right. I'm fixing myself because, you know, minister, you got to pre be presentable. 
and I walk up to the, to the house, and I hear the most biggest, ferocious, killer man of a dog ever. I, it's like, I mean, and I'm, I'm telling you from my side of the story, so it probably wasn't that big, and it probably wasn't going right. So he, the, the dog's like, like banging on the door, um, everything, so I knock, um, and the gentleman comes to the door, and he just simply puts his head out, and he says, don't worry, she's, she's harmless. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, mm-mm, uh-uh, nope. Like, there's a lot of places I would go, but when there's a dog, ferocious dog about ready to, you know, eat my arm off, I'm, I'm sorry, you're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> so I, I take, a step, take a couple steps back from the door, and he says, it's okay, she's harmless, I promise, I promise, she's harmless, she's not going to attack you, and he flings the door open. <laughs> no! Inside of me, I am cringing, like, no! Nah. Right, and he's like, don't move, stand still. This dog is like foaming at the mouth. It probably, he, that she wasn't, but I mean, it's just like, she's coming at me, just teeth, everything. I am like, Jesus, thank you, God, that I have lived such a great life. Protect the kids, be with my wife. You know, thank you, we have life insurance. Just be with them every step. This is the end. This is where it ends, you know? This dog comes out of the door just growling and snapping at me, and it comes running, and he's like, don't move. And I said, you're crazy. There's no way. So I take steps back because it's running at me. And the dog comes running up and it literally comes. I mean, it's, it's locked eyes. You know, I'm like, it's a Jaws moment. It's going to eat me. It's a sandlot type of dog. You know what I mean? Like we're scared of it. And he, the dog comes running at me. She does. The, it's a girl. She, she comes running at me. And all of a sudden, she halts. Like, I mean, we're talking, you know, within arm's I mean, she's like right there. I could have probably reached out and tried to pet her, but I didn't. She was like right there, and she just stops, and she kind of stands there, and he's like, take a step forward, and she's going to take a step back. No. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I mean, it was cr- my voice cracking the whole time. I was like, okay, okay. Um, uh. I mean, and the whole, she's barking, and she's growling, and she's doing all these things, and so I barely go like this. And that dog like quits looking at me, looks at my feet, sees that I'm starting to take, and she starts yiping and kind of takes a step back. And I was like, dude, I ain't no punk then. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's do this. So I take another step forward and she starts backing up even more and more. And he's like, I told you that's all you had to do was take a step. And she would come, she would come back into the house. And I was like, you could have said that. <laughs> And so we started talking, and I didn't go into the house because, right, she's a killer ferocious dog. She's going to eat me. So I didn't go into the house. We get done with our conversation. I start walking off. Well, he, he, he was like, bye, Pastor Tim. God bless you. And I was like, you too. And that dog comes bolting out again. So this time I'm kind of like, okay, we'll see you, you know, trying to skip along to leave to get to the car. And he's like, stop. Stop moving. Stop going backwards. She's going to start moving forward. If, or she needs to come back into the house, so I need you to step towards her. Okay. I had seen it before, right? <laughs> I, I, I think he's going to do it again. So I take a little baby step because I wanted to be cautious. If that dog continued running, I was going to run backwards. So I took a little baby step, and she stopped, and she started walking. So this time I'm like chasing that dog up the, up the thing because I was like, I ain't no punk. Like, get out my face. You know what I mean? And <laughs> then she runs into the house. And he's like, thank you, and shuts the door. 
<gasps> I could feel the sweat. I mean, I'm like airing out my armpits in the air conditioning because I'm like, Jesus, you had to take the wheel at that moment. And I thought about that story as we end today, as you stand to your feet. Would you stand with me as we end? I thought about that story because how Jesus wants to take us deeper, but it's going to take us taking that step forward. Because so many times the enemy wants to come against you. So many times the enemy wants to say, come barking and growling and it looks scary. And I don't understand what you're doing. And so many times he wants to run at you. But James, James chapter 4, verse 7. Okay, we're not getting excited. We're just going gonna to do this. James chapter 4, verse 7. It says, so humble yourself before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. It's about humbling ourselves before God. And then we begin to push back. Because when we begin to push back, it's not what we do, but it's about humbling ourselves before God and the power that comes through us through his Holy Spirit of what Jesus Christ actually did on Calvary's cross to give us new hope and new life. So today I've come to tell you that dog may be growling at you. It may be barking at you. It may be running towards you. And you may be looking like me with your eyes all big, scared out of your mind. But I'm here to tell you God's just saying, stand still and begin to see what he wants to do. Stand still, and then when you've done all you can, stand. When you've done everything you know to do, stand, and begin to take, take steps moving forward because you were not created to go in reverse, but you were created to move forward through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So as our prayer team makes their way, prayer team makes their way to the front here. Hey, we were pretty quick. I'm still going to get you out of here. Well, according to my time, it was a pretty good time, but... <laughs> God is so good and his timing is impeccable. And when you begin to see what he wants to do in your life, I promise you it's going to rock and change your world. It's going to rock and change your world. And you may be saying, but he didn't, he, it wasn't called on me, but I don't know what he, what's going on with me. But I'm here to tell you, just like we talked about to blind Bartimaeus, cheer up because he's calling you. Cheer up because he's got a purpose for you. Cheer up because he's got a plan for you. Cheer up because God wants to do some miraculous things in each and every one of your life. But to this morning, it's going to take humbling ourselves before God. We say submitting, or the Bible, other translations say submit, but it's about coming under his authority. Coming under his authority and saying, Jesus, I give it all to you because when I begin to resist the enemy, he's going to flee. So this morning, we want you to make a declaration. If you, does anybody want to go deeper with God? Does anybody want to go higher with God? Does anybody say, been, it's been messed up all week long, but I'm ready to see what he wants to do in each and every one of our lives? I've come to tell you, you're going to live again. I've come to tell you, your heart's going to beat again. I've come here to tell you that there's going to be fresh hope and a fresh fire and a fresh anointing, but it's going to take you stepping out of the aisle, and we want you to come to the front. You, you can come up to the prayer team if you want more somebody to pray with you, or we want you just to come to the front and put your hands in the air, and if you're just going to say, Jesus, I rededicate my life to you, or I'm giving myself to you for the very first time, we want you to be able to take that step forward, that step forward and says, I'm resisting the enemy because that, I, uh, that dog is going to be pushed back. That, that enemy is going to be pushed back. And so we're pushing back on him this morning. So does anybody want to go higher with God? Who doesn't? That's good. So I want you to do this right now as I want you to close your eyes. So if you're going to make that declaring moment, that God, I'm going to push back. God, I'm going to go deeper. God, I'm going to go higher. 
what I want you to do right now is I want you to step out of your aisle and I want you to come to the front. Right now. Right now. There we go. Yes. Thank you. Yes. If you're saying, I want to give my life to Christ for the first time, I thank you for it. There's people here to pray with you. And we want to say, welcome home. But if you've been here a hundred thousand times, but you're saying, I just want to see the enemy be pushed back and I want to see Jesus get his full reward. Right now, we're saying to come out of the aisle, make your way to the front. Take a few steps forward, if you would, for me, those people that are down here. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yes, 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 yes. So, Father God, I thank you that we could come into your house. I thank you for your Holy Spirit that just moves and ministers and does what you always do is you show up and you take care of. So right now, God, in the name of Jesus, I am saying every person that took a step forward, we are declaring it. We are declaring it. We are setting it in stone that I am your child. I am your child. You have put me into, the, into, the, in, into relationship with you. And we are saying right now that I push back against that enemy. And I am saying no longer do you have a stronghold in my life. No longer do you have control over me. But this morning I am submitting myself to God and I am giving full control over to him. So we thank you. We say be with us as we go throughout this week that you would continue for this word to be planted inside of our heart, that we may just have one word that we took away from this, from this message, but that one word, if we can just obey it and follow it, that you are going to multiply it for your purpose and for your kingdom and to see you, Jesus, just get all the glory that you're worthy of. So we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. God bless you. If you need to leave, you are more than welcome to leave. If you'd like to continue praying, the prayer team is here. Please come on forward. Uh, we can continue to pray, but if not, God bless you. Have a great week, and we will see you guys next week.